all this technical stuff going just uh so um great opportunity to speak to gary johnson manager cheltenham town Gary, uh, don't mean any offence by it, but you're a seasoned campaigner, I suppose, in football, oh, in football management. Been <laughs> yeah. here for a while. You've obviously been here for like three years at Cheltenham, but 30 years in the game. And I guess what this project was about was just trying to link sport and, and life, because I suppose oh. I've been working in it, but on the media side and trying mm. to work out what, what we get from it, what we learn from it. Mm. Do you think it's a, it's a metaphor for life? Do you think there's the ups and downs, the, the kind of trials and tribulations? Does it, does it feel like a kind of microcosm of, of life? Um. Probably, yeah. I mean, the beauty of it is that I've made a living out of something I wanted desperately to do as a kid. You know, yeah. I wanted to play football and it was uh, you know, ingrained in me from my parents and the youth football and all that sort of stuff and uh, I wasn't quite good enough to reach the heady heights of being a footballer. Um, although, you know, obviously I played and yeah. I, I enjoyed I was at the right standard because I standards because I, I was enjoying what I was doing. I was an apprentice at Watford and um, I signed pro at Watford. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you'd be unlucky as a young lad, but then I got lucky later on. I went to Sweden for a little while to to play my football. I went non-league, uh, ran a business for a little while while I was playing player manager at Newmarket Town. <laughs> That's where I started. Um, I was big in Newmarket, you know. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You're in the yourself. horse racing town oh, as well. You, get, you keep coming back no, to them. They called me Big Gal. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and that started me off. And then you know, I went to Cambridge as a as a coach. Yeah. Um, and it just kept kept going. And, you know, once I became manager at Cambridge, um, it, it, it hits you then. Just before that, me and John Beck, you know, went on a real good run at, at Cambridge. Um, you know, I don't know if you remember when John Beck, yeah, yeah. And, they got, yeah. and we got to the, the quarterfinals of the FA Cup two years yeah. running. As a full, got two, three promotions, and um, was a couple of games away from what is now the Premiership. So, so as a player, was it different? The, what do you get from from life as a player? Is it to learn the lessons from that as a player? Is it dealing with sort of setbacks, trials? To get, yeah, you get, whether you get the opportunities and defeat and things like that. Yeah, it's. it's Again, I'm sure it's the same in every walk of life. You're, you're trying to better yourself all the time. You're trying to earn a living. You know, football's about earning a living, not yeah. nicking a living. And so I tried to do all the things physically <laughs> I could do. I mean, I couldn't make myself a couple of inches taller, sort of thing. But um, I tried hard to keep myself fit and etc. Um, parents were, were very pushy and hoping that, you know, wanting me to do well. So, um, so well, playing play in the back garden, just practicing your skills and things like that, and yeah, yeah, just took me wherever they needed to take me to play games and to train, etc. I was at, uh, I started off at Fulham as a schoolboy, yeah, um, many years ago, and uh, and that was a little bit of a journey from where we lived to get get over there, and so yeah, and and all of a sudden it's with you, and then you you go you go with the flow, as you say, the ups and downs. Um, I think playing. Is a lot easier than managing. Yeah. You know, you've only really got to sort of look after yourself. Yeah. In as much as you've got to keep yourself fit, etc. Um, but uh, when you get into management, then 
you know, the the uh, creases start coming in your face, <laughs> and uh, you start losing your hair. <laughs> but, uh, what, was again, run, what was running a business like compared to being in football? You know, was there were there parallels with that? Well, I'm, no, it was a, it was a great little business. I, I was running uh, soccer schools for kids. Ah, oh, okay, we so it's connected. Doing, yeah, we were doing tours, taking kids abroad, um, lots of courses in 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 this country. Yeah, um, and we had a real good following. You know, we had a. Uh, what we called our own soccer club, yeah. and you know, every year the boys would, during the summer holidays, you know, we'd get thousands coming on our, our courses, and that went well. Um, while I was with Newmarket, but then once Cambridge came in for me as a player coach of the uh, reserves, yeah, that got me that got me started. So I had to stop the business, even though that was going well, <laughs> to go on whatever it was, thirty quid a week or something, to yeah. go, go to Cambridge. But I wanted to. You know, get myself in the in the league and see how how I went. Started coaching and managing. What's the toughest thing about being a manager? Is it sort of knowing that you you're doing the right thing, you have the right process, but on a Saturday the results can be out of your control. Things can happen out of your control. Yeah, they can. Um, I think there's a lot of things. There's, if you care, then it's very difficult to pick an eleven every week, unless you're winning every week. Then it's easier. But yeah, um, because you know you're letting half the squad down by not picking them. Yeah. Um, so that's has always been a problem, but then you you, know, you you get to sort that out over the years. Do you get better at what letting people down, you get yeah, better at how, I to, think how so. to do yeah. it. Yeah, you, you have to tell them the truth, you have to explain to them why you've done it, and there is a way back. Yeah. The, the, the other dodgy one is when you've got to tell people that they're not required, yeah. because most players are deluded, <laughs> a lot of players have deluded. Well, I suppose they, they have to believe in themselves. Well, of course, part they do. Of, it, yeah. of course they do. And um, and sometimes you have to tell them, you know, they've got no future at this club, whether it be a young boy or an ardent professional. That's always yeah. difficult to do. And then, as you say, the, the other thing that springs to mind is getting beat, because the hopes and dreams of all football supporters are on your on the manager's shoulders. Yeah. And we can't all win the league. No. Um, I've been lucky enough to have five promotions as a yeah. manager, and uh, I think another five as a as a coach and assistant manager. Yeah. Think, um, but it, it is success relative though, because that's I suppose people in in different walks of life, different jobs. You have to sort of manage your expectations, don't you? You're not all going to be CEO of the richest company in the world, and you're not all going to be no, manager right. of Manchester United. Well, you know, what, you've got to start somewhere, and once you've started somewhere. Um, then all you do, you, you take your badges, you, you learn, you, you do what you can, you help when you're assistant manager, and then all of a sudden, that opportunity of a manager comes up. Yeah. Um, I've had to make some big decisions in my life, uh, yeah. football life. I mean, one of the biggest ones were I was with Graham Taylor at Watford mm. um, as a coach, and we we just got to the Premiership, and then. Uh, a national team of Latvia asked me to, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it was either the Premiership. This was the second time round for Graham Taylor at Watford, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, second time yeah. round, yeah. I was there, uh, no, I wasn't there the first time, it was Mike Keane, yeah. Um, God bless him, and uh, you know, he's, uh, he used to play at QBR, Kevin Keane was his, yeah, his yeah, son Kevin Keane, yeah. Um, but um, it was, uh, you can imagine the decision, and most people probably would have gone with Watford mm-hmm. to the Premiership rather than. <laughs> gone out on their own in Latvia, and I, but I just felt I was hanging on to Graham's coattails a little bit, and at that point I thought, 
you know what, I can't do this forever. So it's somebody else's, you know, assistant. So sort of suits some people, doesn't it? Being the, the number two, being the coach, because it, mm. I guess you're closer to the the players as well. You don't have to make so many of the tough decisions. It's more about just molding them on the training field than it is, you know, kind of letting them go, signing them, yeah, negotiating no, wages, a, that a, kind of it's stuff. It's a lot easier if if you haven't got you know that responsibility of the manager. You know, yeah. it's, it's very comfortable to be number two. Mm. You, know, you can be their best mate. You can say. Yeah, I don't agree with the manager either. You know, yeah, you're doing really well. Yeah, you should, yeah, get I think you should be in the team. You know, but um, when you become manager, then it's it's different. And I, Latvia are just uh, they were in the World Cup qualifying games, and Scotland was one of the teams that were in our yeah uh, you know group. And so I thought, well, maybe that'll help me get on the map as myself. Yeah, you know, like, and. Um, and it did because we had a really good game against Scotland um, in Latvia. We lost one nil. What was it like working abroad? Languages and everything like that was it? Different? Well, they, a lot of them speak English anyway, yeah. and not only that, they wanted me to bring Latvians over to England. Okay. To get experience, so yeah. I was an agent, if you like, as much as I was a, a wow. their national coach, um, because and we brought seven. I ended up getting seven into the English leagues, and that did make us a. A better team eventually get into Portugal for the European Championships. Amazing, yeah. The European Championships. So, the big part of that was getting Marianne Pajas yeah. over to uh, play for Southampton. Yeah. Southampton. Um, originally, Graham didn't want me to go to Moscow, where I met people from Latvia, uh, and they was offering me the job and they talked to me. And but Graham didn't want me to go. He wanted me to stay. Um, but I remember the quote he made many years ago when he got the England job and he said, if a national team asks you to manage them, you just say yes. Yeah. And I thought, well, I know it's a big difference. So did you live in Latvia then? England and La- yeah, I lived in Riga. Yeah. Um, so that is a nice place? Yeah, Riga was a very nice place and um, you know, it's becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was comfortable. Riga was very European, but uh, Latvia's obviously very Russian, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell the Russian influence sort of thing, but um, it went okay and I ended up bringing over seven Latvians, the famous ones were Igor Stepanovs, who, mm-hmm. who played for Arsenal, Yeah. Um, uh, she went to Bristol Rovers, yeah. two boys, Rubens and Kalamity Kalinko, they called him, <laughs> they were goalkeeper, went to Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, and uh, Andre Stolzius went to Fulham. So we uh, seven in the end, and off Bladeless, a boy called Bladeless, went to Southampton as well. But Marion's yeah. was the top, top Star player that, yeah, yeah. that kept Southampton up on his own that year. And uh, um, yeah, and it went, it went well. And then from there, I was coming back anyway. My contract was over, and uh, I'd done enough. I thought that was it. And little old Yeovil decided to <laughs> make contact. And... Um, how, yeah, how do you make choices about the jobs you take? Is it just whatever comes up, or just well, go with your gut, your yeah, gut instinct? you go with your gut instinct, but often you haven't got a long list of yeah. names that you can choose from, you yeah. know what I mean? I just got back from Latvia sort of thing, and and Yeovil would come second that year, knowing that uh, only one team went up, and uh, and I thought, well, they must have a good squad down there, so my brother convinced me, I didn't even know where Yeovil was, um, <laughs> so he took me to Yeovil and I had a meeting with uh, the hierarchy, the directors there and uh, decided they decided that they wanted me to have the job and I yeah. thought yeah it was a good 
good first opportunity. It was the national conference. Um, we done okay, of course. Yeah. The first year we got our, uh, we we won the FA Trophy. The next year we got promoted. Then we got promoted again, and of course. Yeah. Uh, do, do you measure the success personally on, like, on things like winning, or because it's a bit fickle in football because it can be a one nil this way or that way? Do you do you measure it more on, on making an impact? That you see you see things you worked on training a, on the on the pl- on the a, on the field. It's about winning, isn't it? You know, yeah. like you, you, you can't be the best coach in the world and not win anything. You know, yeah. that's deludedness. <laughs> um, so you got to make sure that you, you're getting success from your beliefs. Yeah, you know, and then. Of course, a lot of the work is with recruitment. You've got to go with a gut feeling sometimes on recruitment. We all know, you know, Wayne Rooney's going to score your goals. Um, but <laughs> we didn't know that Mo Issa would, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Because obviously he's... He's a star striker for Cheltenham at the moment. Yeah, 20, 20 he is, goals. he's come from Greenwich Borough and uh, he's up for, uh, he's nominated for Player of the Year in League Two yeah. with a couple of other lads. Um, so, you know, we have to go with a gut feeling because often they haven't done it previously. Well, that's a funny thing going back to what you said about releasing players though, isn't it? Because obviously Mo came through non-league and I guess yeah. at some point he was overlooked yeah. and now he's playing really well at, at this level that it's just opinions and sometimes opinions aren't always well, right. Well, it is and it's timing as well. Um, yeah. The timing is important because you know, people develop later than others. My own son, you know, he, he didn't really start... Lee, who's pro- yeah, manager Lee, of Bristol City, yeah. yeah. He didn't start as a footballer developing until maybe he was... 2021, 20, but in the end, that 500 league games and yeah, some. some but traditionally, promotion. people say you you know it's 15, 16, then we make a decision, or or 17 or whatever. Yeah, at that at that point, um, that can be difficult because again, the boys' dreams are on your shoulders and the yeah. family, and you know they're all so proud when they sign for your club, and then all of a sudden, you know, listen, you you've got to release people because otherwise you'd have 500 yeah. people. Uh, training with you sort of thing so you've just got to be honest with your you opinion got, I suppose yeah you've got to well. be yeah. honest and as long as you know you explain it to them well enough and to say that if you're good enough you'll make it in the end anyway mm-hmm. um, but if not you know, maybe this isn't your vocation maybe you need to take up something else and I often meet over the years people that I've released and they let you know how they've done and they felt it was the right decision I'm sure some felt it was wrong <laughs> I don't think I've had too many that I've released, or we've released, then they bit you on the bum later on because they're playing for England or something. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I've had some good loans, very yeah. good loans that are, are all playing at a very good level. I, you know, I tended to get the loans when I was 17, 18. Um, lots of, too many to mention. Yeah. But they're, all, they're all going well now in their mid, mid-20s, so that's always nice. But you played a little bit of a part in their development. Yeah. How do you deal with, because I guess now and everyone now has social media and stuff and everyone deals with other people's opinions, but as a football manager, you've got the fans and it kind of seems more intense than ever other people's opinions. Right. How do you deal with, with criticism and things like that as a, as a football manager? Like everyone else, you're disappointed always. You know, it's very hard to deal with criticism, yeah, yeah. even if you think they're right. You know, but I mean, that's the trouble with free speech, isn't it? That yeah. everybody thinks they're right. <laughs> but I mean, some people sort of, do you, do you try and learn things from other people or do you just, do you have a no, couple, of, you, couple you, of mentors that you listen to yeah, and then you just sort of yeah, keep everything you else to, out? Yeah, most of it you have to blank out because supporters love you if it's going well and yeah. hate you if it's not. <laughs> and that's human nature. And it's also human nature that some people will still moan when it's going well because actually yeah. they don't want it to go well. 
Oh, so that's, yeah, they, they like that's, well, that's the weird thing about supports, isn't it? You think some people have it in their life as almost as a that's right, exactly. as a negative thing to to, to beat on about. Exactly, and and they're generally the ones that come out on social media <laughs> most most yeah. often. Um, but I think I've done enough at the clubs that was at, at the successful clubs that um, obviously for somebody who wasn't a big name player. Mm. I've done all right staying yeah. in the game. I've done. Whisker of the Premier League with Bristol City. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, and I looked at my contract after that game and all, and I was absolutely gutted <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't think about it until after it. But uh, that was it would have been a great contract going into the yeah. into the Premiership, of course. But um, that didn't quite happen. But you know, we got there. That was Bristol City was bottom of the first did, division when I took over. And, do you think that perception of reality with managers, though? You said you didn't have a, a big playing career. That you almost have to get over that do you think that's changed a little bit now that people are judging managers almost separate entities from players that old thing of like if you get 20 caps for England or whatever you're, you're going to be a great manager now with people yeah. like Mourinho Wenger Ericsson Johnson. maybe that's cha- they're foreign <laughs> yeah, Johnson. yeah, yeah. but they're, for- they're foreign managers yeah. but maybe it's changing here as well that people are thinking actually they're two different skill sets in a way managing players and, and being a great player oh, so. definitely you know I mean you have to learn the game as a manager, like you did as a footballer, because mm. you know you have got to deal with national media, um, you've got to deal with agents, you've got to deal with players, you've got to deal with parents, you've got to deal with young lads, you've got to deal with the, you know, how do you tell somebody like you know we've got Aaron Downs here, who's yeah. had six seven hundred games, um, and I had to tell him last year that I think you need to pack up. Yeah, and yet he was still the keenest of everyone, but he'd had three cruciate knee ligament operations, and wow. I just didn't want to be the one that made him a cripple, sort of thing, you know. So um, he would have gone on and on, but now he's realised that that was the right thing to do. And there's other players that have got to certain ages where you've had to say, "Look, mm. I'm ever so sorry, but you're not going to be playing for me anymore. Um, thanks for what you've done, but." You need to move on. Do you it, know it's I mean? tough at this level as well because footballers still retire in their what thirties when you're almost at the start of your career in other yeah. industries or the early stages of it. Yeah, they can't all get into management and coaching. So you know, when people moan about the money footballers earn, so, yeah. and of course at the top level, a week's wages sets them up for life. Yeah. Yeah. At the other levels, um, you know, you're only in it until you're what thirty six, average maybe yeah. thirty seven. Unless you're a goalie, you might make a little bit, few more appearances. But um, you've got the rest of your out, life, yeah. yeah, to work out what you're going to do. And I was just so pleased that I, I stayed in football. I'm pleased that my son stayed in football because it's a living that we love. Still get that buzz because yeah. when I was come here, I was you know I played a bit semi pro, but went into the media obviously rather than playing. And you still get that buzz when you see this and think oh, it's yeah. amazing that someone comes to do this for a job. And yeah, exactly. all these football pitches behind us here at the, uh, the training ground. You, you do get the buzz for sure. You know, my missus. Telling me when you're going to retire, and <laughs> then I'm at home for a couple of days. Bit more day off and, yeah, and she ends up saying, I mean, "You've got something to do or somewhere to go." So I'm get a vacuum out. Yeah, here, no, right? I'm, I'm very, very keen since all my shenanigans that I've had, like but health with, problems last yeah, year, yeah, health, and I'm pleased to say, touch wood, all that is over with now, and it's given you, you know, made you five years younger and more able, sort of thing. Yeah. and uh, and that that was another sort of. Uh, power to me elbow sort of thing and uh, yeah it gave me that new lease of 
new lease of life, literally. It's funny with the football fans, isn't it? Because they're the basis of all of it. I work in, obviously, Sky Sports, and I guess at the root of it, you've got people paying subscriptions, you've got people paying football tickets to, to support you in the job and the players mm. and everything. What do you make it? Is it good for people being a football fan, do you think, when you when you football assess? Football fan? Yeah, do you think it is? Like you, when you, I guess it's, it brings a community together, doesn't it? That's interesting. It, this week especially, you've got the local rivals, Forest Green, yeah, at the weekend. It, it definitely, I mean, if it's successful, it can be a real health bonus for all your supporters and people involved with the club you know it really is a yeah. vibrant you know yeovil going from the national league to the championship you know what i mean and yeah. a day at wembley in bristol city again you know and, and they're, they're going through it again now trying to get up to the premiership but if it's successful then it can really bring communities together and um i always try and get an affinity anyway with the supporters and you can only get that really when it's going well because you can't you know, mix with a with your supporters <laughs> if you just lost time at Did, ten on the trot. You know, yeah. like whatever you say is not going to be. <laughs> but I suppose as a manager, you have to get used to accepting defeat. Do you think supporters? You know, you talk about life. You have setbacks in life. Do you think they ever get used to defeat? Some clubs are they more accepting of? of I that's, think some, that's a, yeah, inevitable. Some, yeah, some clubs are, make a habit, don't they, of losing? I suppose. You yeah. Know, if you go through a long period of a losing run. So you can't be heartbroken every time well, no, team you team loses. But then let's take Bristol City, for instance, when we got that chance to get to the Premiership and, yeah. as you say, got beat in the final to Hull. Was that 10 years ago? 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, but the following season, because we were mid-table, people were disappointed. So expectations. So, so all of a sudden, because the expectations were a lot higher, people become a bit more miserable. Yeah. And, uh, and then you, you end up moving on, but five years is probably... Unless you're Arsene Wenger or Alex Ferguson, <laughs> yeah. five another years, twenty-one for yeah is um is quite a long time for a manager to be at one club. Yeah, because to be fair, they get used to what you say to the press. They get used to your excuses. They get used to your pattern. They get used. To it. They they just get used to you. Yeah, and I've always said that when uh, so change is good when do you think? people stop laughing at your jokes then it's time to move on <laughs> 10 minutes in you're, yeah. you're already off so um, as you laughed I'll stay around yeah really yeah like. I'll stay well thank you I appreciate appreciate your time it's a busy really busy right, week you've got a big game on the uh, the weekend as well do you, do you learn from defeat people say that in you know people should learn from their setbacks is that when you learn more than if you're scraping one nil wins in a in a row I'm not sure about one defeat I mean because what what you take from the odd one defeat is it's 11 v 11. Yeah. You hit the post, they hit the post and it goes in and you can be unlucky. And Football particularly, isn't it? Because it's, it's low yeah, scoring. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it definitely is, yeah. But if it's over a period of time, then that becomes a little bit more difficult um, and you've got to learn from the pattern, if you mm. like. We do a lot of stats here. We do individual stats, we do team stats. So we can have a look back and see what the... Uh, stats tell us and then we'll work on things you know but um, you work on each game as it comes as we say yeah but you only get the pattern after sort of probably a group of 10 games okay do you do you have like principles because people like use the word don't they? principles in life I, I don't steal I don't do this and that but people use it in football for like Guardiola's got principles that he yeah. won't change as if he'll only, he'll only play passing football do you approach it like that or do you think you have to be flexible, you have to change for the opponent and for your the group that you have, maybe the different group you had at Bristol City, the group you've got here. That... Yeah, I think if you're Man City, for instance, yeah. you've got a team that are the best players in the world, so you can yeah. get a pattern, play get out a winning run and, and play however you want. Um, it, it, however, you, 
I think you've got to be a little bit adaptable, yeah. uh, especially at our levels, because the players are so inconsistent at our levels. That's why they're at our level. Mm. Um, and Because you can see teams like Wigan can beat Man City in the yeah, cup on any no, given, any given on day. On any given day, anyone can beat anybody. You know, so Cambridge's run that we yeah. had in the cup uh, was a fantastic run as a fourth and third division club. But, um, yeah, so it's... Uh, it, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Where was you? I just had the principles. Whether oh, yeah, you have, whether you, have, sorry, whether you, have, like, you come in and say, this is how I play and you've all got to play this way. Or do you, yeah. do you just I'm adaptable. adapt? Yeah. I adapt. It depends on who's available in your team at the time, what strengths you've got. And we always do opposition stats as well. We yeah. we make sure we know what they're, what they're trying to play. So if, if a team was great at... I don't know, say like Jurgen Klopp's team, a high press against yeah. your team, but you were normally a passing team that yeah. played out from the back. Would you go, right, let's scrap that, let's go a bit more direct? If I you had an option of, of doing that? I don't that. think you'd scrap it. Yeah. But what you can't do is, you know, stick your head in the sand and think. Yeah, keep know, passing it for some, centre half, keep yeah, passing it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. some managers will do that and say, well, we're, we're better than them and we'll keep doing it. And, yeah. Um, I remember when Glenard was a Swindon manager and we were. Playing. Was he playing for the team as well? That yeah, time? he was playing, yeah. and he decided in the cup game to play sweeper against yeah. us. And he said, um, "He said, no, we know they press. They know we know they hit everything first time, and they try and get it in behind us. But I'm going to play sweeper, and we'll, we'll sort them out. And we won five 0 that day. <laughs> and I think three of the goals we took them off. Here. Really, he was just what, trying to get possession <coughs> and do his own. Great goal. manager, and it's a shame that he, he wasn't longer in the England job. But yeah, that was at that time." He was adamant that they could steal, yeah. and that was music to our ears. But he struggled with the expectation, apparently, even with the England players of not being as good as he was as a player yeah. that is technically as even as as brilliant as he was. <clears throat> Would have been difficult when you're that good, and you're seeing inconsistencies in, in players. Yeah. Just wanted to touch quickly the last thing. <coughs> last thing was you mentioned uncertainty a little bit for the players. I know you've had trialists here today. I think you're talking to Ben, your press officer, was saying, and obviously management you kind of short-lived jobs can be anyway you've been lucky I suppose in your tenures have always been quite yeah. quite long yeah. um, but the players as well Ben Smith's book I know he almost came to Cheltenham that he kind of a journeyman ran League One League Two yeah. and he talked about how bought a house in Weymouth and had to move and never went back there every yeah. contract was a year yeah. two years it's part of this football at this level in particular is dealing with a lot of uncertainty and change isn't it it is and the, obviously the big change from you know Watford well, I was born in Fulham, so I wasn't a million miles away from Watford, but then eventually going out to Latvia, Yeah, as you said. But I've been fortunate in the later part of my managerial career that a lot of it was in the West Country. Yeah, I've almost ended up back yeah, there, sort of and, corridor. Uh, you know, with Yeovils and uh, Bristol and, and here. So, um, you know, people have said I've only got Swindon and Exeter to go or something. Like, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I've, I, I've enjoyed living in the West Country and I've managed to keep my place in Bristol yeah. for three of the clubs. You know, I was in Yeovil originally. Because you have a life outside of it as well, don't you? That's what people sometimes forget, that you have to have a family. And yeah. You've got Lee, obviously, and I know you're a granddad now and yeah, you, you look right, after yeah. your granddaughter and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, Well, Lee's become local, hasn't he, in the last couple of years. Yeah. But uh, he was at Barnsley and Oldham before that. And um, But you're still very close. You know, we I go and see his games when I can. He, sees ours, it's handy now with the loans that, you know, if he needs to meet to assess any of his younger lads yeah, and I like them, we'll loan them and that's gone very well as you would do with a side that's up the road, up the road let alone 
yeah. side run it's by a tricky, his son. It's a tricky relationship when he's managing a club that you used to manage, I suppose. Is it competitiveness and stuff? It's very competitive, but they're having, <laughs> they're having a really good year at the minute. And, yeah. You know, they still talk about, you know, who's been the best manager ever for Bristol out of me or him. You know, <laughs> there's always a lot of banter goes on. But, he's got to get uh, to the playoff final first, does he? Then? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a few promotions behind, but... You know, as a player, he, he 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 won a few trophies more than me, so I can't. Did you coach? Did you coach him to be a player? Is that for, like? Did you think from an early age? Yeah, from an early him? age. Yeah, we did. Um, he he had a front row seat, didn't he, with me as a manager yeah. anyway, playing as well and managing. So he came to a lot of the games and um, yeah, he'd always sneak himself somewhere <laughs> around the club where he could get in people's way and be busy. And, <laughs> and yeah, he's probably learnt a lot through uh, hiding in. I think he hid in the laundry basket once so that he could hear the team talk yeah. when he was about 10, does something it, like that. Does he take advice off you? Because what they say, by the time you're old enough to realise your dad was right, you've got, <laughs> you've got a son who's not, who's yeah. not, or a daughter who's not listening to no, you. No, I know so, what you mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's picked up the, the best, the, what he thinks are the good things yeah. from what he learned from his dad manager. And he's obviously thrown out the bad things and... He'll have his own ideas of what he needs to do. Like, you know, we don't speak all the time about every game and all that. I mean, he's he has to have a home life as well. Yeah, yeah. he's 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 doing well enough now that he he's, he's got to make his own mistakes and his own decisions. And if he asks, then I'll help. And uh, now I've sort of become the the dad of, as opposed to him used to be the son of. Yeah. What's the what's the biggest takeaway from from just football and life for you? Finally, is it control what you can control, not worry about too much. The noise and the, the storm around you, I guess. Um, I, I think you, 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 the big thing is you mustn't forget your family, you know, because it is a job and it can get yeah. you down. And although you only play once a week and you have eight weeks off in the sometimes twice a week, but eight weeks off in the summer, sometimes you can take it out on your your wife or your kids or your yeah. grandkid, you know, if you if you're not careful. And take it home now with mobile phones as well. Yeah, and you take it home exactly and. You know, it's, it's on the telly all the time and um, social media all the time. Yeah. And, you know, and, um, I remember my granddaughter the other, about a year ago or so, um, We was she was round home and said, Izzy, you've got to go. This was when I was in between jobs. Izzy, it's bedtime. She said, Granddad, you're not a manager anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. How old was she and then? She was about seven. Yeah, that's um, the girls are quite scary. And, that's exactly, they, yeah, uh, and then you think, yeah, no, she's... She's probably right there. And yeah. So you you have to, you know, try not to take it home. You do because it's it's a twenty four hour a day job in your head. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Brilliant, guy. Appreciate no it. You're going to win on El Glossico at the weekend, do you think? Yeah. Um. I think we're going to give it a good go. We know the supporters really want us. You know, it's a big game for supporters, local derbies. Yeah. And uh, we're not in trouble ourselves. Um. But they need to get out of trouble a little bit. Yeah. So. The competitiveness is there because, as you say, it's El Clasico, it's a final. Mm. Two teams in Gloucestershire or Cheltenhamshire, as we say. Yeah, so it's funny, isn't it? All the football fans come out because you're always associated with horse racing and rugby down the road at Gloucester, but there's a lot of passionate football yeah. people around here as well. Yeah, there, there is. And, you know, our small group of band of supporters, what, three, four thousand, whatever it is, is, uh, you know, they're very loyal and they've most of the games they've enjoyed this year. We've had a few dodgy dodgy results on occasions but um, hopefully we can finish strong and if we if we win um, this game on Saturday then uh, I think people will have that 
healthy smile on their face in Cheltenham. Yeah, big night in Cheltenham on Saturday night. Probably. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Gary. Cheers. No problem. Thanks, Cheers. mate. Lovely. It's all right.